It's time now for the complete story with Dick Bott, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here is Dick Bott with today's complete story. Well, you know, Rich, they always introduce that program talking about a, a what is it, public news and information feature, but we're just going to have fun today, aren't we? We're going to have some great information. Yeah. Was it two or three years ago that we heard about a lady who celebrated Martin Luther King's birthday by doing something in the schools to encourage young people to just be all that they can be. Of course, and that was right up your alley because you really love young people and and education is a real passion with you. you. So when you heard about this, uh, it really rang your bell. When you make an investment in the life of a child or a young person, it really helps the whole life and maybe generations to come. So the lady was Vivian Avery here in the Kansas City area, actually Olathe. So Vivian is in the studio with us. to Tell us what this year's contests were about, Vivian. Tell us about that. Well, this year the topic for our program was A Purpose Greater Than Myself. Every year we select a theme based on the writings of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther <laughs> That's King. That's right. <laughs> You're right. I was just I was just testing you. <laughs> okay. That's right. That's right. He's the pastor he was, of Dexter uh, Avenue Baptist Church in Montgomery, exactly, Alabama. That's exactly right. And God had a had, had his hand on his life, didn't he? So anyway, tell us how this all worked out. Well, 17 years ago, um, I just uh, had a, a vision. My, my children were young then, and I didn't think that they were getting enough information about Reverend King. So I kind of embarked on a, on a journey to, to educate some of the, the, the students. And I decided, well, let's have a contest to see what they know. And I was very surprised that most of the students wrote about the only thing they knew, which was, I have a dream. So I de, um, decided we needed to do a little more work with the school district to try to get the students educated so they could know more about Reverend King other than, I have a dream. You know, they came along after the civil rights movement, so of course they didn't know anything about that. So it was important for them to learn and find out. Yeah. Our history, our American history is so rich, and when that knowledge is withheld from young people, they don't grow up knowing who they are or what America is all about or how we are a mixture of so many people striving toward toward hopefully becoming, what is the theme, what was it, a purpose uh, greater than ourselves. So anyway, what happened? Well, how many this year? Let, let's just go well, on. Can I can I tell you what happened the first year yes. we had? Sure. The first year we had twelve students, twelve students that wrote essays. This year, and then we're seventeen years down the road. We had over four thousand three hundred students. Now it's not simply an essay contest anymore. It's essay. We've expanded it to multimedia and visual arts because all students, everyone, has a talent. Mm-hmm. And it's different. So we wanted to touch as many students as we could. And then, of course, you had the winner. Somebody has to be the winner of the middle school division and then a winner for the high school division. 
uh, I suppose, in these various categories. That's absolutely right. Well, there were three winners that really caught our attention because we didn't miss it. After we knew about it taking place, we wanted to be there, didn't we, Rich? Well, yes, they have a big celebration, and and you get to attend it. It's open to the public, and you get to hear the winning entries. Yeah. So uh, today, folks, our listening audience, we are going to treat, give you a treat, and you are going to hear the entry of an eighth-grade student. Listen to this, eighth grade, and she wrote it, and she delivered it, and was I ever impressed, because it was just flawless, and it was so filled with wonderful thoughts and ideas of an eighth grader reaching for the stars, as it were. According to the theme, a purpose greater than myself. So Megan Lee... Uh, welcome to the Bot Radio Network uh, studio. You're the Complete Story studio. Move right into your microphone. Now tell us just a little bit about yourself. How did you happen to enter this contest in the first place? Well, thank you. I'm very happy and honored to be here. Um, I first heard about this contest last year in seventh grade. My language arts teacher assigned the essay as an assignment for us to complete. So at first it was... Nothing more than that, I guess. But as I start to get deeper into the contest, last year I attended the celebration held at the Embassy Suites, and I was very much surprised and just moved by everything I saw and experienced there. So I decided to enter the contest again this year. Now, we don't have television, so I want the listeners to know you are hearing from an eighth-grade student who came from China seven years ago uh, for the American Dream. Now, you know, uh, Megan, there are always those who came before us. <laughs> and, you know, as I'm saying that, I'm thinking of my mother and father. I'm 83 years old, but my mother and father, they paved the way for a lot of what their son Dick would be able to do. And then they yes. had parents, and they had parents. So you have your mother in the studio with you now, and I would like you to introduce her. Yes, well, um, my mom is here with me, and uh, she she came to America four years before I did. And uh, she came to pursue a uh, study in the MBA program. And, uh, well, it's been quite a journey, honestly. I don't know where to start. Let's hear it from her. Pull the microphone right over there. (laughs) Uh, It's Mr. Bot. Julia. Yes. Julia Lee. Is it Lee or what is it? Chen. Julia Chen. Okay, all right. Yes. Now, you then tell us the story. Megan seemed to bring it up, you see, because she was born in China. Yes. And uh, tell us about that. Yes, uh, Megan was born in China, and uh, um, I came here in 2006 to get pursue my MBA program. Then after during the after program, I stay here for one year practical training, and then Megan came visit, and we found out that this American really a great country for the kid to grow up. And uh, it has nice environment, great education system. And uh, we are really impressed. And uh, we made a decision very um, 
it's an easy decision, but also difficult in another way, which means we will need to give up everything we had in China. Yeah. But for Megan, it's also easy. So we move here. Now tell me right. this. Tell me this. As we were visiting before the broadcast, oh, I, as a girl, and um, you know, I'm an old, old guy now. So, mm-hmm. but but you're not a young girl anymore. No, <laughs> not anymore. But, so you had a dream. You had a dream in China. Right. You wanted to work towards something. You wanted to aspire and yes. reach for the stars, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So you were all set to come to America. And then, what did you discover? Um, I came to America, and I fi- uh, found uh, it's a uh, entire. Uh-uh. M- Before you came to America, you discovered you were going to have a baby. Oh yes. And so all of a sudden, you found you were going to have a baby. Of course, I always think you did have a baby. You just hadn't seen the baby yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. right. So you had to lay those plans aside. You right. had to lay your dreams down for the moment. That must have been a heavy time in your life, all set to go to America. Then you find out you're pregnant. Right. And that had to be put aside then so right. little Megan could be born. Yes. Um, it was uh, things happened different than what we planned. Yeah. When I was getting ready to come to the United States for MBA program, I found myself pregnant. Yeah. And uh, it was just the timing issue, which I decided just delay, put my goals aside. I wanted our family and I wanted Megan to be born. I wanted to just make our family complete first. See, now that's such a beautiful story to me because that even fits into the theme of this contest Mm -hmm. that Megan just won a purpose greater than yourself, a purpose greater than your dreams, a purpose greater than your plan, Mm -hmm. and it was for another. And that is always the best. Anyway, it all worked out, didn't it? Yeah, it is. It worked out great. Well, I tell you what, I want our listeners to hear uh, the presentation that Megan L.I. Give me the, give me the pronunciation of that again. Yes, uh, Lee. Lee. Um, I want you to hear that, folks. So turn your radios up right now, and here it is. Hello, my name is Megan Lee. And I'm an 8th grader at California Trail Middle School in Olathe, Kansas. I am not a veteran. I have never been on the front line, never had the sound of the bullet rip through my head, never been filled with endless sadness as I looked on the ruins before me. I have never exchanged cigarettes, never shared jokes in a freezing foxhole, and never had someone pull me up through a ring of shrapnel. My friends have never died in front of me, a moment after they have been joking around with me. I have never been forced to choose between my country and my life. I am not a slave. I have never suffered through unreasonably harsh beatings 10, maybe 15 times a day. I have never been treated like an object, never referred to as someone's property, and never deprived of my most basic rights. I have never been forced to watch my family being torn apart and never risked my life to sneak my people away to a place where they can stay in peace and live with the pursuit of happiness in mind, doing what they choose to do. I have never needed to stand up for my most basic freedoms. I have never been oppressed. 
I have never been denied service, been ridiculed for something I can't change. I have never been categorized, been stereotyped, been recognized as simply inferior. I have never sat quietly as people screamed at me to move. I have never choked down my anger and let strangers shout lies to me. They are the men and women willing to give up themselves for others. In comparison, I'm rather clueless. Until recently, I had blazed through my days without a single thought of anything other than the fictional world I had surrounded myself in. Living in prosperity, I'd grown ignorant of the sacrifices, tears, and hardships endured for me. These sacrifices were made for a purpose greater than even my parents themselves. Hero is not the right term for these two wonderful people who have guided me my whole life. Heroes get honored for their deeds and are beloved by everyone. Instead, my parents receive no appreciation and get bullied for their inability to speak fluent English. Despite these hardships, they still gave up their chance of happiness and stability at China for me, a toddler with no promises of greatness, no certainty of beauty, and no confidence of intelligence. When two people are willing to give up so much to their opinionated little girl, can we not give a sliver of that to others? Can we not selflessly invest ourselves into people who have given their all to us? Can we not band together to form something great? We live in a prosperous time and are constantly loved and cherished. It's up to us to use that love and give it back to others. There are insecure and vulnerable people out there who doubt themselves and are pondering upon an issue that should never enter their minds. Our lives contain unlimited potential to expand beyond our own horizons. Humans are capable of so many things if we just remember to look up, see the big world around us, and remember all those veterans, slaves, and protesters. We are indeed capable of erasing past scars and changing the world into something better. One lone wolf cannot function by itself, but a pack can. There's only so much we can accomplish ourselves before we look to others for help. If we are kind enough to invest in not just ourselves, but friends we have all around us, we may find ourselves surviving through the bitter winter and gaze upon a gentle spring. We are little pieces of a beautiful planet that has been kind enough to let us call her home. Divided only by our unwillingness to act selflessly. While I may not be a veteran, a slave, or even the perfect daughter, I am totally willing to be a humble part of my family, community, and nation where I discovered countless possibilities and opportunities. We are not people, but humans. If we only remember to take each other's hand. Yeah, man alive, folks! Um, and I've, just as I've heard that again now, as it was presented to the audience at the big contest at the Olathe Convention Center, 
I am thinking, wow, this is an eighth grader. This is an eighth grader who can think those thoughts, who can talk about working together, bonding together for the good of mankind and, uh, and, and, and God's purpose in your life. So anyway, uh, that was uh, Megan Lee. And she's an eighth grader. Isn't Vivian, how does that make you feel when you hear that? That has come out of the work that you did and having the vision. You see, we none of us stand alone, do we? We are always the recipient of what others have done to make it possible for us to do anything. How does that make you feel, Vivian? Well, as I was listening to uh, Megan again, I actually almost cried because just looking at this young lady and, as you said, listening to the words that come out of her, it just makes me feel that what I had been doing or what I have been doing for 17 years actually means something. And it not only means something to me, but I am impacting these young people to let us know what's going on inside their hearts. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just so full of joy that I, I really don't know what else to say. It, it just makes me so happy, and, and uh, I, I honestly believe that I was led down the correct path, and I'm so glad that I followed it. Yeah. Megan, let me ask you something. You said in your speech uh, that, y- that your mother... She had an opinionated little daughter, and I assume an opinionated little daughter, an opinionated little girl. Uh, children tend to be that way, don't they? They know what they want, yes. and they know when they want it. Uh, move the microphone over to your mother a little bit. Now, how did you handle that so beautifully? Yes, Maggie. <laughs> With Megan, we always had a great time, but also... Uh, she inspires me by her opinion mm-hmm. sometimes. She is a girl of her own thoughts. Now tell me this. Do you have family discussions and do you talk? Do you interact with each other? Yes. Uh, the reason I ask that question is because that was one of my childhood memories. Mm-hmm. What a wonderful thing it would be to sit around the dinner table yes. with my two sisters and myself and my mom and my dad. Yeah. And we just had big family discussions and told stories and things like that. It sounds that's what that's what you provided for Megan. Yes, dinner time has always been the one of the most biggest bonding time for us for our families. And over dinner, we have the time after busy day at school or at work, we are able to share what's happening in school, what's happening at work. Even Megan is a, is a, is a teenager now, only 13, uh, about to turn 14, but I have always treated her as a grown-up. So sometimes I even share my work, uh, stories, experience, but more I'm trying to do the best at listening to her, uh-huh. starting from what's happening at yeah. school. What's the fun? When she was little, I started with the question, what's the fun happening today at work, at school? So she would start with her story, but sometimes that will bring up lots of other things. To talk about. Yeah, so to talk about. It's bonding time, also time for discussion. And then whenever she has opinions, I do my best to support. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it, you know, that opens a door of communication. Now, listen, you're from China, and I'm from Minnesota. Uh-huh. But when I hear you talk, it almost is as though you were sitting around our dinner table. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, when we were having dinner, and the same thing with Rich. Now, Rich is my son. Is that the way we had dinner, Rich? Yes, it is. Very much so. You'd always say, now tell me what happened in school today. <laughs> and then we'd have to go around the table. Everybody would have to tell something about what happened in school. But can I, can I relay something? You told us earlier when we were sitting around visiting about how when Megan came over to the United States – Mm-hmm. As about seven years old, yes. and you felt like you had had studied some English in school, yes. but it was difficult because uh, the conversational English and everything was a little bit different and difficult. And they wanted to put you in a separate class for English as a second language, yes. but your mother intervened. Tell us about that. Okay, yeah. When Megan came here when she was seven, she had a very limited English words vocabulary or. She cannot even finish a complete sentence. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, I remember very well at that time, one of the conclusions after the assessment was she, she couldn't follow simple direction. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of my expectation. I knew she didn't know much English, but also it, it, it's something we're going to work on that. That's the first, my first thought. So the school wanted to help her. Put her to a different class for English learning, but in, in a whole different school and back and forth in different school because the school we were going to attend didn't yeah. have the program, so that would be separate location. That means we're gonna Megan would continuously uh, commute between two schools every day. Yeah. So, but you were the parent, and you probably, if I could. Watch your eyes when you were talking. That's my daughter, and I think something else will be best for her. Yes, and I decided I just help my daughter directly at home every day. So during the first couple of years after Megan came here, every night, every night after dinner, we sit down together. We read the books we borrowed from the library, we the seed, watch the CDs borrowed from library or we bought from bookstore. We just spend a couple of hours at least every day mm-hmm. to learn English together. And you enjoyed it, and she enjoyed it, and you both benefited from it. Yes. What would you add to that, Megan? Um, we one distinct memory I had about that with that time was us borrowing books that had CDs in it so yes. we could follow along on the book while we listened to the CD recording. And uh, I remember one day, one night, we were sitting on the couch and then uh, my mom would pause the video after every page and then go over each word with me and then ask me to read it again all on my own. Uh-huh. And uh, that's how I first read my first English picture book. You know, hearing all of this reminds me of that song that I love so much, I Am a Promise. Here it is. You are a promise. You are a possibility. You are a promise with a capital P. You are a great big bundle of potentiality. 
And if you listen, you will hear God's voice. And if you try it, He'll help you make the right choices. You're a promise to be anything He wants you to be. You know what? It doesn't matter who you are, where you live, what your name is, or what you look like. You might be six or 66 and still wondering what you're going to be when you grow up. Maybe you're still waiting for your best dreams to come true. Whatever happens, don't stop dreaming and keep on working to make those dreams come true. That's called becoming, and that's what life is all about. When God made you, He filled you with more potential than you could use in a lifetime. And He has a very special plan for what you can become. So dream God's dreams. You can be anything God wants you to be. Listen. You can go anywhere that He wants you to go. We can go anywhere. You can go anywhere God wants you to go. You can be anything that He wants you to be. I can be Anything you want you to do. You can make the right choice. How can I make the right choice? Hey, I know life is complicated, but God's Word can teach you to make the right choice. You can hear God's voice. I can hear God's voice. You can hear God's voice if you take the time to really listen. You can climb the high mountain. You can climb life's highest mountain. You can cross the white sea. You can cross any sea. You're a great big promise. I'm a promise. You're a great big promise, you see. I'm a promise. You are a promise. You are a possibility. You are a promise. With the You are a great big Listen, you will hear God's voice, and if you try it, He'll help you make the right choice. You're a promise to be anything He wants you to be. So here I am sitting in the studio with Rich uh, sitting across there, the council, talking to 8th grade student Megan Lee. And God bless you. Um, Thank you. We were about to say something uh, just a moment then when your mom was talking. And what was that? Oh, I just, when my mom was talking about how when I first came here and there was this huge language barrier. I just immediately thought about uh, a memory, I guess, a very specific memory of the two of us sitting on the couch and uh, my mom teaching me English. And I remember we'd uh, borrow CDs and books from libraries, and then we'd put the CD into the computer, have it play, play the recording for one page, pause it, and then my mom would go over each word on that page with me to guide me with the pronunciations, the meanings, and I'd try and read that page again on my own. 
All right, Mr. Rich, I'll give you the last one. Oh, listen, uh, very quickly. Uh, you shared with us also how when you came here, the Chinese Christian Church was an inspiration and a help to you. Can you tell us about that very quickly? When we first came here, it was difficult for us to find a community where we belonged. Yeah. So after a while, we, uh, found, we found out through the grapevine that there was a church in our, lo- in our area. Yeah. And uh, we immediately thought that it would be a great idea to go and, you know, just to see what that's all about. Yeah, yeah we were fortunate. Uh, we had a friend going to that church. We were friends at, uh, uh, at work. So, and uh, we started, because of the friends, we started to get uh, yeah. to know the God, go, to know the church, to yes. know the community. Yes. And it, 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 I started after I first I came here. So, it's a, it's a support of the God and yeah. the strength that I, aspiration I got from God that support me all the way. It's been a journey. It's a tough journey. So. Oh, that's right. a wonderful well, part know, of your story. Thank I, you so I, much. And I want to thank Vivian Avery for the for her vision. I was going to say dream, but you know, dreams are for dreamers. But a vision is when you put legs on it. Vivian did something with it. I want to thank Megan. This is Dick Bott with this chapter of The Complete Story as a Public Service, and I'll see you later.